0: Hi everyone, welcome and or welcome back to Oncoming to America. My name is Aliyah, and this podcast guides you through life as a foreign student. Today Esther and I are going to be interviewing a very special guest and we're going to be talking about all things mental health. So stay tuned. Husaynath is a current master's student studying counseling psychology and aspires to be a psychotherapist. She's passionate about mental health and has been since 2013. Her goals are to educate people, reduce the stigma surrounding mental health, normalize therapy, and make mental health more accessible to all. (laughs) okay so um for
1: the sake of the audience would you classify yourself as a foreign student immigrant student local student or a little bit of all and why wow okay um (laughs) wait what were my options again you said foreign immigrant what else foreign immigrant local student or a little bit of all i think i would say maybe Mm, That's tough. I think I would say immigrant and foreign. I don't think I would say local just because, I don't know, when I think of local I think of being from here, like this is my place and realistically it's not. Mm -hmm. So I think foreign and immigrant. Foreign because I guess Nigeria is a foreign country, like it's foreign from here and immigrant because yeah I guess I'm an immigrant. I don't guess I am an immigrant. (laughs) okay so that would mean that you have like your um you're not on a student visa or anything so yeah okay I'm just clarifying for our audience oh oh oh. <laughs> yeah so yeah because I am um, based on the audience we have you know we cater to people who are foreign students or immigrants who are just, I mean, like, technically
0: get around right
1: now I'm on a work visa so there's a difference but like I think for me immigration really is just migrating from a country to another okay uh, i don't know that i would say that it necessarily means that i'm now fully migrated into being canadian or the process but mm. i'm on a visa because i'm working at the same time going to school so i guess
0: yeah okay okay
1: um so, just because, like, I feel like we jumped a little bit and everything, just give us, like, a little background of yourself. Apart from, like, has obviously introduced you and everything, but usually we have, like, Americans or people from or in America, because that's where we're based. So, mm-hmm. they have a little
0: sprinkle of something different. So, let <laughs> the audience know that you different.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, what, there isn't really much to say. Like, I've lived in Canada for um I don't know eight years nine years now I originally moved here and I think I did I don't why do I keep saying I think I originally moved here and I did my last year of I guess what we would call high school So I did my last year then I went to university um then I finished university then I decided to work and then I'm still working but then I decided to go back to school okay um, the choice of coming here wasn't necessarily like, hey, oh, like, I pick Canada. It was more like, you're going to Canada. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so it wasn't like, I woke up and I said, oh, Canada. No, I didn't even know what Canada, like, I knew what it was, but i would never been here, actually. Uh, All okay. I heard was it was cold. So coming here was definitely different. The first winter, I was in shock. <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe that was my new life. I think every winter I'm still in shock like every time it snows I'm always like if I'm talking to somebody I'm like I can't believe it's snowing and I've lived here for so long um so it's a different country but I think it's nice I mean I would say it's nice I've built a community for myself here that I appreciate and I like so
2: yeah well, that's
1: nice
0: because that Canadian cold. the way people talk about it I I don't know I don't know it's not that bad,
1: but it is. I think kind of just depends on where you live too. Like, the different areas. Some places are really not as cold. Some places don't get snow. So, I guess it depends on where you live in the country.
2: Right. Where, like, where are
1: those places that don't get snow? No so to back, I like. The only place I can actually, the only province that doesn't get cold is British Columbia. Hmm. Uh, they usually just get rain. That's yeah, like Vancouver, Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. So, Vancouver is in BC. So, all those kind of places, I think they usually just get rain. Um, but I mean Ontario Ontario is pretty cool depending on what city you live in and then there's other places that are like human beings can't even live there <laughs> so
0: yeah it has its places for sure
1: I'm not I'm not sure if I would survive like moving to Boston I came I've been in Atlanta since I came for pretty much Thanksgiving and I'm, I want to stay, even if I have to go to school,
0: I want to stay, because it gets really cold right now, and no, 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 yeah, no, I hear that, but I mean, okay, so even, like, along the lines of that conversation, like, what do you think is the most important thing you've learned, like, ever like in your whole life uh, <laughs> and like how how was your life before you learned it and how do you see the difference like after you learned that I know that's like a heavy question <laughs> a
1: very heavy question the way I'm pausing like um <laughs> okay Good wow time. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing I've learned wow I honestly I actually don't even think I can sit down right now and pinpoint one thing
2: mm-hmm. but I
1: think one of the many things that I've probably learned through time that I think will kind of stick with me as I continue to grow over time is that my community and my mental health is my priority. Mm. So, like, obviously, coming to a country where I didn't really know a lot of people in Canada, first of all. Like, I mean, I made friends when I got here, but even just coming here and then going through the process of university, finding a job, just building a life here where there's no family really was I had to remind myself like okay you need to build a community that works for you that can be there for you when you know I can't just up I can't just up and be like oh I'm going to Nigeria <laughs> it doesn't work like that so it's like I had to make sure that I built a community here that would work for that I knew worked for me that were beneficial to me yeah and I think about a year or two into university is kind of when I started thinking okay like I'm not I'm not I'm not a person like I'm nowhere without my mental health intact like I think for me mental health really is wellness so that's also something that I've always tried to like for if there's anything that I feel like is you know disturbing my mental health or it's just dragging me down I always try to tackle that because I know that once that part of me is not in place like once that part of me is just kind of Dragging down, then yeah. you can start to spiral a lot of control. So since we're talking, like you know, moving to new places, those are the things that say <laughs> There are other lessons, but I shall not say them. <laughs> I
0: shall not say them. I mean, feel free to share. Feel free to share. We might need a little bit of.
1: There are definitely other things, but you know, DM me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she said she can't hit my DMs, people. DM me. And honestly, when she was like, uh, when you were like, um. It's not like
1: I can just up and go. I was like, hmm, no stop to British people, people in the UK.
0: Listen, Literally, oh my god, no, in the backyard. Do you guys, oh London to Lagos
1: is not one hour. Is you can just, just up it. and go. I mean, even you guys in America, you can up and take a
0: straight flight. I have to think of the connections that would get me to that place. It's a whole mess. Those tickets from Atlanta yeah. to Lagos. Yeah. Hmm. Like, if me i just say okay let me go and surprise my parents who's gonna play for the ticket i'm
1: surprised myself i will surprise
2: myself this crazy
1: surprise myself i'm based like based on surprises and things that we're talking about now okay. what would you say has been your biggest surprise that you've had in the last few months in your career and why because i know like you know career different. yeah it's <laughs> different now <laughs> um you know it's funny because I think coronavirus so I guess COVID really hits a lot of people um especially like Mm work-wise but before COVID I used to work part-time from home like and for by part-time I mean honestly my manager would maybe ask me like you're not gonna come in and maybe I'll help in the office once in two weeks so when (laughs) everyone had to permanently work from home I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't that big of a shift for me. <laughs> I would go to the office like once every two weeks or maybe like my manager's like, are you not gonna come? I'm like, okay, sure, I'll come. So that whole shift wasn't really the big deal. I think the big deal for me with the whole COVID situation was more my personal life that home was, it wasn't that much of a change. The only thing was I wouldn't see my colleagues like once in two weeks, like I usually would. But everything that I need to do work wise, like every, everything has stayed the same pretty much, to be honest. Like, I think in my company for us, nothing, nothing has really changed. The only thing that changed was the people who weren't actually part-time, like, cause I started working part-time from home about five, four months into my job. I just realized I'm not the type of person to wake up every morning, go to the office and come back home and <laughs> repeat. So The second I could ask for that, I'm like, yes, please put me part-time from home. And my part-time was meant to be three days from home, two days at work or two days at home. I just, that did not work. I would go to the office like once every couple of weeks. So career-wise, I don't think I would say anything has significantly changed for me in the past six months, even Mm, with COVID. My personal life has taken a big hit.
0: Um, Okay. So, 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 so tell us, tell us what. Okay. So I mean.
1: I live alone. Okay. So before COVID, I'm not even, I'm not like a very outgoing, like go out person, but before COVID, you know, I would maybe stop, go, go out with a friend, usually like go out for lunch, go out for dinner, just do a couple of things. I would, you know, travel to see my boyfriend. He would travel to see me. Mm. those things. And it's funny because I was supposed to travel in March to see him. But for some reason, we switched things up and decided, oh, let's go February instead. Mm. and literally I came back and they That's locked me down. <laughs> so I was like okay God was on my side because yeah, God was like, like, oh, the second oh, I, got you, I came back they were like <laughs> locked down I was like uh oh so that has taken a big hit also seeing my friends like uh, just being able to see people like I'm mm. in my and I think because I live alone too it's a bit worse like there's really nobody if I talk to somebody I have to talk to a computer screen if I choose to go out there's a very 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 low chance that I would even be willing to talk to anybody like I just want to grab my groceries come back home type of thing so that has taken a hit and I think I started school mid-pandemic so I mean we're still in the pandemic so I started school I went back to do my master's um not too long ago so having to do that Mm. in the midst of trying to figure out um like I said work wasn't a big deal for me but I think having Mm -hmm. to now try to factor in work plus school and then adding everything together where in a sense where I didn't really feel like I had my usual community around me Mm -hmm. that was kind of tough and I think it's still kind of tough but with time I'm figuring out the school work-life balance that everybody tries to figure out I guess Mm -hmm. um Yeah, I don't know. Working full-time, going to school full-time. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Clearly, I wasn't thinking straight. But that's where I am now. (laughs) So I'm going to keep trying to push until there's no more pushing to be done, really. At this point of life, I feel like when it comes to your master's and extra... Um, school that isn't like uni or college. I just feel like it just needs to
0: get done. I don't know how many years it's gonna take you. I don't know how many, how much work you're gonna put in. How much? At the end of the day, it just really needs to get done. Because nine times out of ten, they're not gonna ask you what was your GPA in your master's program. They're most likely gonna ask.
1: Too is like I honestly, realistically, I don't think I would have gone back to school if I didn't absolutely need to. I don't like school. (laughs) I think anybody that knows me knows that I hate I'm school. with you on that. Like just <laughs> the idea of going to school, having lectures, taking exams, waiting for grades to come. I don't like that pressure at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be honest and say if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. Yeah. But to get to where I want in my career, to get to where I want to be, to be able to, you know, make an impact, I do have to get my master's to be able to get my certification yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I'm forced to do it. But I think I'm also lucky in the sense that even though I am forced to do it, I'm happy to do it right. because it's what I want. And it's going to get me to the place where I need to be. So I'm taking everything as stride. Like as much as it's annoying, like reading, I'm like, okay, you don't have a choice. <laughs> and I'm learning things that I actually, it's, it's, it's funny because I love what I'm learning. I just don't like that I have to learn it. I don't like the process that I have to go through to learn it. Yeah. I wish, you know, I could just listen to it on my free time and just get where I want to be but I think the whole pressure of school like assignments exams all that stuff it kind of messes with me I don't like it at all.
0: Yeah.
2: Yep. I, feel
0: yeah. that. But yeah. I think even even thinking about like you actually enjoying your career like being a psychotherapist not a lot of Nigerians or like yeah. people in Nigeria talk about therapy and counseling and things like that so I think the first part of the question is what inspired you to become a psycho? Well, to want to become a psychotherapist. and like, how was your family's reaction to that? Uh, what, what were your parents that saying?
1: That was funny. Um, so uh, what inspired me? I don't really know if I would call it an inspiration or more of just like a push. Um, Right before I started university, I had a scenario where somebody that I was really close to died by suicide. I think at that point, I wasn't really there wasn't really much I knew about mm. mental health. Like, obviously, you know, you hear things, but we don't really immerse ourselves in the meanings or, like, what they're trying to convey to us. Right. I think at that point, and it was right before I started uni, actually. So I was going to uni, and I was going to study biology, and I was going to go to med school. That was my path. That had been my idea forever. <laughs> so first year in, um, you know, that was kind of when I started thinking, I wouldn't, I don't, I just wanted to know. Like, I wanted to understand the why. I wanted to understand what happened, why it happened, how we got mm-hmm. to that point, and how she followed through with it. Mm-hmm. I had so many questions, and I think there was also a lot of guilt because then I wanted to know what I missed. Like, what, what didn't I see? Like, if somebody I'm very close to, and she's going through all these things to the point where that happened, mm-hmm. and what did I miss? Like, what could I have done to be better, to be more present? I had a lot of questions for myself. Yeah. So pretty much, I just started like researching. Like I would just Google stuff. I um, just try to learn as much as I could. And then I realized I hated biology. <laughs> like I just hated it. <laughs> so first year of uni though, that didn't really change my course to be honest. I was just like, okay, biology still, med school still. Mm. And then I think it was halfway through second year, I met this girl and she was like, oh, like I'm part of this organization. And it's like Student Alliance for Mental Health. Like, are you interested? And I was like, oh, okay. I've been wanting to learn more about mental health stuff and I've really just kind of been tied down to um, like my own research. I'm like, okay, let me see what I can learn from other people. Around that same time, I had a biology anatomy lab where we had to open like a CAD. At that point, I already knew that (laughs) medicine was not for me <laughs> so if I cannot open a card <laughs> clearly I cannot do anything uh-uh, so uh-uh, that already uh-uh. opened my mind like mm, okay girl you need to think of something else not and cool. then I went to the first member meeting of that group or the organization rather, and I just really liked the environment like I learned a lot and I met these two girls who are still like my closest friends still date and they were there as well and they were super open super welcoming I'm a very like Standoffish person. I can be very sad Actually, when I when I don't know you, or like when I'm in a place where I don't know people, Mm. but I'm walking to the train station and this girl's following me, like "Hi!" and I was like, "God, why?" (laughs) why? And she's like, "Hi, how are you? Oh my god, like I want to talk. I want to get to know you." And I was like, "Okay, like all right." So I got to know her, and then I got to know the other girl as well because we were both standing at the train station. So we got onto the train, and we all started talking. And we just kind of became a close knit of friends, and then I just kind of became close to everybody in the organization, really. So the next thing you know, I'm going from member to vice president something to vice president finance. And then just I was kind of just going through the steps. Mm. And well, I mean, that was through university, but after so after my second year, I guess I just had a shift. I was like, okay, well, med school's not gonna work. (laughs) That's not going to work. I don't think that's where I want to go. Mm. And my university had a really great. It had a really great program that was neuroscience and mental health. Um, so I was going to switch to psychology, but I knew my mother would be like, "Eh." So I was like, "Okay, neuroscience and mental health sounds a bit better." She would just think of the neuroscience part. So I just told my parents, like, "Okay, halfway through second after second year, I'm like, I'm switching my major." I'd seen the advisor really, and she had said, "Um, okay, actually, rewind." When I met those girls, they were doing neuroscience and mental health actually. So they were the ones who actually told me, Oh, this is what we're studying and I was like, oh, Carlton has that. So I went to go see an advisor, talk to them about transferring my credits from my current program to my next one. I was going to lose a couple of credits, but I was like, it's okay. I'll take some at schools. I'll take extra mm. I'll catch up type of thing. So I told my parents and my dad was just like, okay. <laughs> I don't really my care that much. I was like, all right. But <laughs> my mom was like, Okay, does this mean you're not going to med school at that point? I was like, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that I would rather, you know,
0: study something else. Get them off your back. But I went
1: to do neuroscience and mental health and then I took up a minor in psychology as well so I could take a bit more psych courses. So I think mm, by the time third year was kind of rolling in, I had gotten the courage to tell my mother it did not go well at all. It was like, hey, what changed? What influenced you? And (sighs) Nigeria friends can be tough so I just at the same time I also did not really the the type of person that I am eh, if you don't understand me there's only so much I can do so I was just like okay (laughs) like I'm I'm not going to continue pushing I'll try again tomorrow so that's (laughs) how I was with my mom it was like I will try she wants that I'll be like okay try again next week
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um and then yeah next thing you know I'm graduating on oh, my graduation day, I said, so, you know, you still study neuroscience, you can still go to med school, and I'm looking at <laughs> <laughs> it's been over two years, let it go, so that all happened, but, um, I don't really know when, I think my mom kind of got the program about a couple of months after I graduated, actually, she was kind of just like, okay, like, if this is what you want, if this is what can work for you, then sometimes she would still say that, ah, are you sure there's money in this thing? And I'm like, God. I'm like, mommy, please. But I understand her concerns and it's understandable, really. Like Aliyah was saying, there's no, there's no markets for there's not there's not much of a market for the kind of job in Nigeria. So I understand her concerns. Like ah, you're going to study this. When you come back, are you going to find a job? Who hire mm-hmm. you? What would you do? I get that. Because it's here. There are obviously different opportunities. There's so many organizations that you can work for. You can do private practice, whatever you want. But back home, even sometimes when I'm doing research on like Nigerian, like mental health resources, I'm probably finding maybe about two places. Mm. Mm. like I think about that a lot. So like yikes, going back home, what would I really find for myself there? But I think another thing I always remind myself is I don't need to find something for myself. I can build something for myself.
0: Yes, sir.
1: So like i and I've tried to explain that to her as well that you know it's not necessarily about if you don't find the market you build the market if you don't find the yeah. job you build the job yeah. you find something that works for you yeah. so that's a pretty lengthy answer but that was my journey to where I am now
0: that you know yeah and I definitely get that like you said like African parents are really just they're focused about like where you're going to take whatever career it's like mm-hmm, it's like, for sure how is that going to put money in your pockets amen and sometimes it may come off as harsh to be fair but i guess they have good intentions of
1: that, so. yeah for sure i think it's good intentions i get it honestly that which is why i don't really push too much i'm like okay i understand your concerns it's okay i'll figure it out type of thing throughout the whole thing really i'll say my mother's concern has been the highest thing my dad is just on a phase of like okay do what you're doing and be done <laughs> like finish your school and be done what <laughs> if I want to study study and be done <laughs> he's just like mm. and he's sometimes like oh you're studying psychology I'm like daddy <laughs> yes he'll be like okay when are you done <laughs> that's the only question I don't even think he's like oh even when I said I was going to med school I'm sure he was probably one of the happiest people the guy was like ah thank god she doesn't have to go too many <laughs> <square anymore." laughs> like thank god I was like okay sounds good but yeah, my dad no issue. My mom has definitely been the more concerned one.
0: Yeah, she's just at the end of the day. Most of the time, it's just more about like them wanting, like alia like said, them
1: wanting the best for us. Yeah. For sure. Based on that, I would ask, what has been like the best advice that someone has ever given you, and then the worst advice anyone? Has given you. Hmm. Advice the worst. Um. You know what? I remember one time sharing, like, some. I remember I was, I guess I was going through a tough time, and I kind of just told somebody, like, oh, I was telling somebody about this. And it wasn't really advice, it was more of a suggestion. And I was like, that's so dumb. But anyway, it was kind of just like a, oh, you know, forget about this. People go through worse. I think a lot of people say that. So they'll be like, oh, you know, someone else is going through worse. And I was just like, okay, that, like, evidently. <laughs> people have it worse but is that why i cannot share you know what is going on with me yeah best advice hmm. i don't know you know i get a lot of good advice especially from like my friends um even yesterday i got advice from one of my friends i think i would say maybe just kind of be selfish and i know that is like a very like big like ah we you can not be so if you're going to be you know a welcoming person an open person you shouldn't be selfish you should do this you should do that but honestly that advice has reminded me to always 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 take care of myself and remember that if there's no me then there's really nothing like if I if I can't be present for myself I can't be present for anybody else so all that like that advice so just remember to be selfish remember that sometimes actually not sometimes, all the time, you matter. So I've learned through times, like I think there were a lot of times where, you know, a lot of times when you do volunteer work in like the mental health space, you tend to lose yourself because you're giving so much of yourself to people and you're not really getting anything in return. Um, So a lot of times I would, sometimes I would go for, I would do like some, you know, peer support counseling or something. And I would hear all these stories and, you know, I would kind of, I'll be there for the person, give the support that they need. But then all those things that I took in are affecting me, but
2: mm. I'm not ready
1: to share that with anybody. Mm. And I wasn't taking care of myself. So it got to a point where I was, I was giving all of myself, but there was nothing more to give really. So that just reminded, that always reminds me like, listen, be there for yourself. Like always remember, like if I feel like I'm slipping, I'll be like, okay, I need to get my act together. I need to figure out what's going on. I need to figure out how to get myself back on track and there are times when we slip it's it happens to me all the time sometimes I slip or sometimes I don't even realize something is wrong with me and you know my boyfriend's asking me like are you good and I'm like oh, sh- am I good good
0: question am I good <laughs> this is actually-
1: so, yeah I would say that advice it's something that I still I hold I tell people all the time like listen
0: sometimes you have to be selfish yeah that's actually a very good one like I feel like a lot of people don't realize how much, how much of other people's problems we take in. Amen. <laughs> like, you know when you are not a therapist, Even just as a friend, like your friend can mm-hmm. tell you something happened, blah blah blah. This guy said rubbish. I used to, you're here being angry, like how could he say that? <laughs> right. Happened to you, and then throughout the rest of the day, you're just thinking about that. So mm-hmm. trying to. I don't want to say distance yourself from people's problems, but taking it as it is and then just leaving it. Yeah. 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 Like not making it become your own problem because um, mm-hmm. probably not finished. But so you can't be taking other people's problems. Is well what be like? Bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> oh my god! That thing will never not make me laugh.
2: Gosh, but I
0: think just to wrap it up, the final question. Um three pieces of advice that you would leave our audience with. It can be about mental health, it can be about life in general, it can be about self-care, anything. Really. Three.
1: Okay, so um I think we you had talked to me about, I don't know if it was your Friday actually, but somebody had mentioned kind of giving um advice or just kind of talking about what people can do when they move to new places.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and start to kind of feel lonely. So I think I'll base my advice to the audience on those three, on that topic in general, mm-hmm. just because I kind of prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one thing that I want to say is like a lot of, we need, like you need to make sure that through everything you're staying connected to friends and family. Mm-hmm. And I know that's tough, especially, it was really tough for me when I first moved here because time difference is annoying like it's five hours, six hours, you know, you probably want to talk at six, but it's 12 a.m. Your mother is sleeping.
2: Right. You <laughs> want to talk at
1: seven, but your mother is sleeping. Like I'll come back from work sometimes. I want to call my mom, but she's sleeping. Honestly, something I'll still call her like wake up. <laughs> but I think a lot of times we underestimate the impact of that connection. Like it's not even just, I think a lot of people think it's, um you know, when you leave something, you, you move on from it. But I don't think family and friends and the connection that we have built with them we need to make sure that we don't lose that and it's very easy to um because then you get to a place where you're lost because all the things that you had before you don't have them anymore because you didn't create the time to do that so that's one thing the other thing I want to talk about is familiarizing yourself with the new place that you find yourself in so for me in Canada it was the cold really I, I had to figure out how to deal with the cold. So whether I was, you know, wearing three, wearing thermal wear like under my two leggings or stuff like that. So I had to make sure that I was familiarizing myself. Getting out there, you know, like taking walks, kind of trying to assimilate your environment. Um, doing things that you find interesting. So like figure out things you know, in your community that you would like to do. Figure out places where you can volunteer or figure out places where, You know, you can find like-minded people that will also help you build a community for yourself. And then that's why I also get to um, building a community for yourself and building a social circuit that is beneficial to yourself and to your mental health and to your wellness in general, really. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a difference. I think a lot of times when we say build communities to people, it just means, you know, getting out there and finding people, but it's not just about that. Like you need to make sure that it's beneficial to you It's very easy to get out there and meet a couple of people and become friends, but then you're not evaluating the essence or like the benefit of that relationship to yourself. It's like, are you just being friends with people because you're bored and you just need to be with people? Because then you start to get to a point where you're losing yourself. Like you don't really know the people you're surrounding yourself with. You just know that you have to surround yourself with people. So it's very important to make sure that whatever social circle you're building, whatever community you're building for yourself, it's beneficial and it's of essence. I think essence value and benefits are things that we need to take into consideration when we look at who we surrounded ourselves with and that also doesn't mean you yourself don't be of value to other people like it's kind of silly if you're expecting people to be bringing all of that to you but you're bringing nothing to other people yeah, world that word, word, word. <laughs> as well that you're also able to you know pour out what you're getting from that community out back into that circle and community as well so I think that was three things right
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very very
1: valid thing. I think it's very important for us to always, always, I think people have a hard time um understanding that it, it's not every friendship that you have to be in,
2: mm-hmm. and it's
1: not every friendship that you are just like, Oh, we're just friends, like why are you something must connect you, something must bring yeah. you together, and it's always important to find that thing because sometimes it's not really a good thing, actually.
2: Right, so,
0: sure
1: i think people do it's need- not always a good thing yes we do need to sit and just sometimes evaluate think about our lives and go for therapy
2: guys go for therapy Amen.
1: oh that should have been my third point <laughs> go for therapy and honestly i'm the like uh, i don't like saying go for therapy to people all the time because is therapy accessible to a lot of people no mm-hmm. but uh it's not all so i'm not even go for therapy if you're not able to go for therapy then find free resources in your area that can provide to you it wouldn't be the same as therapy but they would at least be able to give you a little bit of what you'd be able to get from therapy mm. um and while we're fighting for therapy to be accessible you can do that but don't <laughs> worry
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I was that, say, that's
0: one of the things that you want to help us do in the world make therapy more accessible listen honestly yeah, it's I a struggle know. because <laughs>
1: I feel like the whole, like therapy in general, um, I think everybody really, that's not everybody. Well, lots of people in therapy field really want to be able to give out those, like want to be able to share their knowledge or like share what they can, give out resources, Mm -hmm. but it's restrictive because there's only so much you can do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, therapy needs to be more accessible. I don't even know how many different ways this can be said. I think every time I think about this, I get frustrated, but yeah. (laughs) it's it's very easy to be like go for therapy but do they have the money do they have insurance that can cover it are there even like you know places in their area where they can access therapy first of all so many things that go into it I think just saying go for therapy is I always feel bad when I say it so I try to be more you know do you have any resource in your area that could be beneficial to help you get through this type of thing so yeah do that those two
0: things
2: (laughs) Thing. so where can where can
0: everybody find you on the internet
2: to if they want to dm you and yeah.
0: ask you, questions, yeah. you you know what sorry i find every social media i have is private so
1: interesting but honestly my social media should be my name underscore this is funny because in class we're talking about professional and personal boundaries <laughs> and now i feel like this is where i'm like oh wait so my social media is private and that's personal um, but DM me, and then I guess when I get to a point where I have a professional social media, we can move over there. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if you need anything, you can either DM me or it's probably better to email me, actually. I'm better with emails. My social media notifications are off. So if you need me, email me, I would say.
0: Okay. And uh, we, I guess we would have your email somewhere.
1: Oh, right. My email it. is. My, okay. So my email is h u s a i n a t dot b at gmail.com that's my email
0: well thank you for being thank here you. thank you so
1: much for being <laughs> thank here you. this is actually a wonderful discussion it's been Yay. a while since i've you know, opened my mouth a lot i've just been learning learning, learning <laughs> trying to share you know <laughs> so thank you guys for having me this was actually really great and fun and i hope everyone's learned something or at least you know resonates with what has been said so far um yeah, yeah mental health Really is your whole wellness. If you're if you're not well mentally, you're not well at all. Yeah. Self care, guys. Self care.
0: <laughs> yes. And yeah, that's it from us this week. So that's Love you for Me too. Don't forget to you know go check our page on Instagram at oncoming to America underscore pod and comment on anything that we post. We're probably gonna post something about the episode but just make sure to comment also to wherever you're listening if it's possible to give ratings give ratings as well rating rating,
2: rating.
0: <laughs> and love you all thank you again for coming thank you for being and here. thank you guys
1: for having me what okay. next you need let me know it was this is actually really great and i appreciate you guys um letting me come on your platform
0: Yeah, everybody, take care of yourself. Yes, guys, have a good day
1: (laughs) (laughs) or whatever time of the day. (laughs) Bye. Bye.